my entire life. You've protected me. From Dad. From Lucifer. From everything. I didn't always like it, you know. But it's the one thing in the whole world that I can always count on. It's the only thing I've ever known that was true. So please, put the gun away. Just put it away. We'll figure it out. Dean, we'll find another way, you and me. We always do. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Chris, 
Mm. Plot. Plot. We have you know, some, Jeremy, just, we have some plot. Just, just when I think that I'm off the hook, right? I'm like, you know, Supernatural, they're not, really, they're not delivering those big moments that I need. I'm able to kind of detach myself a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm able to be like, you know, it's okay. It's okay to, to feel this way. And I'm just going to go in and I'm going to have fun with it. And then they hit me with a hammer in my head with, and in my heart and in my heart with emotions and with plot. And I'm, ball, I'm back in now. They keep, they keep playing games with me, but I'm back in now. Two of my big complaints about this season have been that it doesn't seem to have any forward momentum or it just keeps killing its forward momentum every time it gets a little bit um, and that they've given Sam hardly anything to do. And both were corrected in this episode. Both uh, were correct in this episode. Don't, feel, like, I just feel good. like we're being like I feel like we're being manipulated by how good this is. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's going to set us up for a fall if it's, it's season 15, yeah. episode 18. Yeah. is just, oh, the... <laughs> The fucking Baba Yaga Jr. is here, everybody. Baba Yaga Jr. is back. <laughs> you killed my mother. Took my ring. <laughs> uh, the episode starts, cold open starts with the sound of a skateboard on pavement. Hands up and we see Baba, Baba Yaga, Yaga Jr. Jr. <laughs> Knife in hand. Uh, I'm here to kill Dean Winchester and get my ring back. <laughs> Title card, Baba Yaga Jr. Baba Yaga Jr. <laughs> it says, and then we get the thing underneath this is one year ago. <laughs> What? <laughs> We're doing a full origin story on Baba Yaga Jr. <laughs> yeah, he skateboards across America to get to Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god, that's hilarious. Uh, before we get into the main part of the episode, I want to say thank you to the patrons over Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Uh, we've got a bunch of new people over there. I hope uh, you're enjoying the extra content. I hope you're enjoying the access to our Discord server, which is a super fun place that has been plagued by the virus that is Wordle. Sorry, everybody. That was that was me. Wordle that. and Boggle. Yeah, Wordle and Boggle have taken over. Uh, we need to find a competitive. If anyone has any links on some competitive Boggle that me and Chris could play, uh, I would. Mm. I would like to see that. Uh, I would live like to, stream. I would like to record ourselves boggle. playing Boggle. Um, but thank you, everybody, for signing up and continuing to support us. Uh, that means a lot to us, Chris. Yes, thank you. Season fifteen. Tell me season about 15. all of the Baba Yaga Juniors that you can think of. Okay. Oh, but God, I'm glad you asked. Um, Last time on Supernatural, Jack secretly revealed to Castiel that Billy's plan was to turn Jack into a bomb that would destroy Chuck, killing Jack in the process. Castiel then went on and told Dean about this in secret, who in turn did not tell Sam about it in secret, until finally he did in secret. Now, with a brand new divide growing between the brothers, we move ever closer to the final showdown. We are covering Season 15, Episode 17, Unity. This is written by Meredith Glenn and directed by... Catriona McKenzie. What a cool name, Catriona. Ooh, a fun new name. Okay. Uh, this is October. This came out on October 29th, 2020. One way or the other. Or excuse me. One way or another. Dean hits the road with Jack, who needs to complete a final ritual in the quest to beat Chuck. A difference of opinion leaves Sam and Castiel behind, looking for answers to questions of their own. Um... So we get our previously on our, our then segment, which is just kind of catches us up to everything. The big the big idea here being that they have to kill Amara uh, and and Chuck and that uh, death has turned Jack into a suicide bomb. So when he kills them, mm-hmm. he's going to be killing himself as well. Um, and then we start the episode in Reykjavik and Iceland. That's how you say that, right? Reykjavik? 
You asking me, bro? I don't know. Um, um, I bet I bet we have at least three listeners in Iceland that are losing their shit right now. Yeah, about yeah. Reykjavik. laughing. They're laughing yeah. at us. We're yeah. we're pronouncing words lo- wrong, and you're laughing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Amara is outdoors at like what looks like kind of like a fancy like hot springs or like jacuzzi kind of heated pool situation. Mm-hmm. She's outdoors looking up at the night sky, reading norwegian wood by haruki murakami um, love it. i don't know if lo- you're significant to that absolutely good love book it. i've read it it's a little sad um hydrated when, um staying in her lane hydrated <laughs> skin is clear um staying in her lane She's, um, so this is such a life right now that she has for herself yes like gatekeep girl boss that's mm-hmm. the that's what amara is all about um and yeah she's just having a relaxing time when she looks up she sees a shooting star uh and then she sees about a thousand shooting stars and she goes oh great my brother's back. He's back. He's back. Uh, her bathing suit is extremely cool when she stands up out of the hot spring. I just wanted to mention that. Um, it's just got a tight, like, cool, like, pendant wrap thing on the side that I think is very cool. Um, I was too busy furiously trying to figure out what book she was reading. <laughs> and uh, they zoom in. Well, they don't zoom in, but they cut to a shot of her eye reflecting the uh, the meteor light from the sky, the, the mm, shooting stars. Mm. And uh, I just had the thought to myself, Man, every once in a while, it supernatural gives me a scene that I'm like, I wish I could use that in a music video. <laughs> but yeah. I am, I am out of that business, brother. I do yeah, not need yeah, any more of your yeah. scenes. Um, when and, you're retired one day. Yes, once I'm retired, when the, uh, I guess when the Winchester starts back up, right? Like I'll probably, we'll probably do something for that. Maybe I can yeah, use this. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so we go back to the bunker as all as all episodes begin at the bunker. Um, Sam is on the phone with Castiel, who has spent the last couple episodes, I guess, uh, tracking down a spell or a rumor that was supposed to wound God or something like that. Uh, but a long story short, it turned out to be nothing more than a rumor. Um, we get a little bit of a nice Sam-Castiel interaction starting here that continues throughout the episode. I don't want to... Um, predict anything but it feels like this is the last time we're gonna get sam and castiel time Ooh, i just think with everything that? that's gonna be happening i feel like there's not gonna be time to like have these two characters like okay. specifically one-on-one have time together um but i mean I, who knows i could be wrong um i don't know what the next few episodes will bring okay but uh but yeah this so i'm glad that they just really seem to like they're on the same page. They're working towards the same goal and they treat each other with respect as they, as they work through this stuff. Um, but all Sam says here is just like, okay, whatever. Um, just, just come home. We'll work on something. We'll figure out what to do next. Yeah. Um, Dean comes in, uh, from the other room. He starts talking to Sam and Sam's kind of giving him the, the silent treatment. Um, he doesn't really want to talk to him. You know, the, the whole divide that's, you know, come up because of the jack thing um and and dean is like you know what like pout all you want act like this all you want but this is the only way this is our last chance there's no other way out uh and sam kind of like throws that back at him which is like this is this is the sort of stuff we want from sam 100 we want sam with a little bit more like interaction a little more agency um and not just him nagging but because he kind of throws this back in dean's face and says like do you ever get tired of saying stuff like that do you ever get tired of saying you know this is the plan this is our only chance like and I guess it's true. It, it feels like a meta commentary in a in a way that isn't like you know, um, rubbing its nose in your face a little bit. It's just like we've been through this so many times. How many times have you had to say that, Dean, when it wasn't the right call, or how many times have I said that when it wasn't the right call? There's always another way. Um, so I'm glad that this that this kind of like comes up here. Yeah, this is this is good. Spicy Sam is so many more times better than um, 
naggy Sam. I can't even describe it. Um, and I think yeah. that Sam is right here of just like, you know, you were, you're saying all of this stuff like it, it has to happen, but like, we don't like you just, you're just making this shit up as you go along. Um, mm-hmm. This is interrupted. And this is in, this is in regards to them. Dean saying, well, we have to kill Amara. Cause Sam was like, does that, does that feel right to you to be doing this shit? And yeah. He's like, well, we have to do it. It's just part of the plan. There's no other way. I don't, I don't like it. We have to do it. And that is interrupted. Like you're about to say by Amara showing up at the bunker. <laughs> I love, I love Amara's energy matching Dean somewhat uh, because she just goes immediately to the refrigerator and grabs a beer. Uh, and I feel like yeah. that's what Dean would do <laughs> yeah. every time he gets home. Um, she informs them that Chuck has returned uh, and she wants to know how they are going to cage Chuck because uh, it took Chuck and four archangels to do it to her. And they say, oh, well, we have one Jack. Um, and of course, this is like a weird little family meeting because she's his great aunt, I guess. Um, yeah. And she says, oh, I just I wish we had more time to spend more time together. And, he's, I think, and she's like, maybe uh, after all of this is over. And he's like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I feel like Amara does a lot without doing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the she only has like her one line to Jack here, but I feel like you can read a lot of emotion in her face. Um, this is a very unexpected meeting for her in a way like, oh, I never expected to have family that wasn't my brother, and yet here I am standing before you. Um, just this kind of awkward little thing, and of course, she's sort of in the dark on what their plan is, so she doesn't quite know. You know, Jack <laughs> isn't going to be around, but it's an interesting little moment. It's um, it's interesting that she didn't have this moment with Lucifer, who she just tortured for information at the end of yeah, season that guy eleven. Sucked, and I don't know. I'm like, not. Uh, that's not a complaint. <laughs> just saying. Um, um, they tell her that Jack has been juicing himself up. He has a quest to go. Um, Dean says, uh, Dean and Amar alone together now. Are she? He tells her that she's saving the the whole world. It's like, can I count on you? And she says, you know, like I've told you since we met, we will always help one another. Uh, and mm course you know this is just like oh that's bad <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's just making dean feel bad um and we jump over to jack and sam jack approaches sam and says you know i, I bet you're really mad at me uh and sam's like no i'm not mad like i just wish you had told me um and he says that it takes a lot of courage to do to go through with what jack is planning on doing even if yeah, he didn't a- um even if it, even, he wishes even if, he wishes that Jack would have been upfront with him. Yeah. Um. But acknowledging that guy, he says, you know, it takes a lot of courage to sacrifice your life for a cause. He's been there. Dean's been there. So how could he really fault Jack for for going down this road? Um. But he admires that courage. But he still, I still think it's wrong. Sam says so. He yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want him doing this. Uh, Dean shows up and tells Jack to go get his stuff. They're planning to go to Santa Fe, where the last bit of death's quest is that's where billy has sent them uh out of the room sam and dean kind of pick up this fight um because sam says he's not going to go with them he's gonna uh he's gonna stay at um he's gonna stay there and like look for options and dean interprets this as taking a knee and says oh my god like you know i can't believe that you would you would do this like we we you know, this is this is the end times. You have to do this, and they're they're yelling at each other while all this is happening. Um, and Sam says, "You know, you've got nothing to go on but death's plan." Um, and you know this this thing in Chuck's book, and we are the d- epitome of going against all of this stuff. Like, and as yeah. you mentioned earlier, I think this is where he says, "You know, b- pretending to, you know, oh, right. to to lure Amar into this. Like, does any of this feel right?" Um, and Dean responds with more of the same. 
this is what we have to do. This is our only choice. And Sam says, it doesn't well, matter how we feel. It doesn't matter how we feel. We have to get Chuck. Uh, Dean is like laser focused on the idea of getting Chuck and escaping this hamster wheel that he's created for himself in his head. Um, and Dean and Sam says, you know, well, that might be true. Uh, but someone has to fight for family. Uh, and Dean has this devastating line that says, well, Jack isn't family. He's not like you and he's not like Castiel. Um, and of course, that's when Jack shows up in the room. Yeah, this is um, I mean, this is heavy stuff. And even though it's like, I don't know, sometimes I don't I don't know. Like, is this where I see Dean? Is Dean so I think I think it makes sense. I think Dean is so focused on the mission. He was able to compartmentalize how he feels about Jack. And I think he was able to hold on to his anger at Jack. And I think he was doing it with like for this purpose mm-hmm. of like, I'm not going to. Like I'm, I'm gonna cling to the thing that let, lets me keep him at arm's length. That way, I don't have to confront this. Um, but we finally get back some good emotion from Sam pushing back, calling Jack family, and being kind of like devastated when when Dean shuts that down. Uh, and of course, Jack overhears it a little bit. <laughs> I'm a little frustrated by this because uh, your explanation is the best thing that I've heard for Jack, or excuse me, for Dean saying that Jack isn't family. For like, I'm I'm saving up all of this negative emotion to use so that I can try to distance myself emotionally from this person that is sacrificing everything they have for me um before you said that like it was just it's more of dean just like ranking his bffs in a way that Mm -hmm. seems real shitty like oh he's family um but he's not real family and he killed mom and we've kind of forgiven him for that but not really but also he's the son of lucifer and like it just seems like this back and forth with dean um i I really like the idea of him saying like oh i have to use all of this to put myself away from him because i can't accept Mm -hmm. that he would do this for me I think, um, yeah, obviously Dean struggled the most out of everybody to, to really accept and love Jack. Um, but we've seen that he has accepted him and loved him and, and treated him as part of the family. Then obviously the Mary stuff happened. Um, but even after that, it does seem like there was a there was a level of forgiveness. The kind of forgiveness you only give to family, right? Like, it doesn't matter how many times you've betrayed me. You're still my brother. So at the end of the day we're family that's what you know that's this show's whole fucking thing yeah um, absolutely mm-hmm. and it, so it seems like J- dean had reached that with jack even if he still held a grudge or or still was angry at him and then but like i'm saying yeah i think that they had overcome the that difference or dean had been able to find forgiveness for jack so the fact that he's clinging back onto this so suddenly i do think that it um it is him intentionally pushing jack away trying to find that place in his mind where nope it's just anger nope this is this is his absolution this is how he gets forgiveness for killing mary he's going to save us all and it doesn't have to be us this time great perfect super um i don't think those are dean's true feelings though at least i hope not i hope so too like i I hope and we see at the end of the episode that you know dean's going to be driven to do this to such a fever pitch that it's going to take sam Mm. to kind of intervening to bring him down to uh, it almost does seem like he's like it's like when I get really anxious, it's like I can't think straight and suddenly I'm all like wired and like moving a mile a minute and I'm not I'm not thinking clearly. I'm doing a thousand things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just blindly gr- running forward sometimes and that's exactly how I see what Dean is. He's so frantic about all this shit. Like I got to I got to pull the trigger before I decide to drop the gun. Yeah. Um and that's that's where we're at with Dean. It, it feels like if I make if I if I stop and think about any of this what I'm doing, I will lose my chance at getting the thing that I want and I'm not willing to do that. Um it's definitely like the mm-hmm attitude that i see him with um they jump in the apollo drive off uh castiel arrives at the bunker to meet up with sam recognizing uh we get this thing at some point we castiel said he was like it, like 
investigating a Venezuelan chapel or some shit. Like, I don't remember where that yeah, happens in yeah. all of this. I forgot to write it down, but like he's, he's on the hunt for stuff, but he shows back up at the bunker, um, ready to help Sam find another way. They hit the lore. There's just interesting music playing the whole time. I thought was about to be like a bright eyes song. There's no lyrics. It's just like, yeah, music. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. Like it was, uh, mm. it is very unusual for supernatural to kind of have this like subdued kind of guitar riff going over multiple scenes at, at, yeah, I, I like song. it a lot. I'm yeah. glad that nobody started singing. I don't know if this is a licensed <laughs> song or anything, but yeah. I'm glad that no some dude didn't start crooning over it. Um, because oh, it just it it let you kind of like feel that moment a little bit more. Dude, is there anything that will just make you shrivel up and die like a dude crooning? <laughs> dude, uh, that's the last thing in, in the world that <laughs> I, I mean, want. A dude croon? No, oh, thank you. God, apologies no to dudes. You. Yeah, apologize <laughs> apologize to any crooning dudes out there, but p- please <laughs> please mute yourselves. Pretend that you were in a public place with your iPhone. Um. Nobody cares that you know how to cover Bob Dylan, dude. I don't care about it. I just, I would rather listen to Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, we cover tomorrow, Amara, who is sitting in the woods, uh, enjoying nature. When Chuck appears, um, you could tell that Chuck is very excited and very pleased with himself. Before they really start talking, though, we get a splash screen that says Amara. Uh, mm. This convinced me that this episode was directed by Richard Spate. Uh, and, yeah, and me it, too. And it's not. <laughs> I, was inst- I was like, oh, yeah. this is some Quentin Tarantino um, shit. Like, we're back I, on that tip. Um, I don't dislike this. Does, doesn't but it, matter. I just... Yeah. It just doesn't matter at all. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> it did, like it didn't. It didn't feel like a necessary like chapter marker that we needed. Again, there was nothing wrong with it. It didn't interfere. But when it hit it, I was like, "Oh, okay." I'll be all right. I would be curious as to the thinking behind it because uh, there is like this episode is structured differently than most supernatural episodes because we don't intercut between the multiple things, right? Um, mm. Like she. So I, in, in that regard. It works. It fits, and I think it's kind of good that we get to just sit with each character for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, I just it was just weird seeing the splash screen pop up and not like I don't know. It was just it was weird to have it pop up. I did not mind it at all though. Um, Amara wants to yeah. know what happens uh, after Chuck ends the la- this world, and he's like, "I have an idea, but I need your help." Uh, and she immediately says no. She's like, "Immediately no, absolutely." I've seen where uh-uh. this is going. Absolutely not. Uh, but he wants to reboot everything, um, and he recognizes pretty quickly that the Winchesters have gotten to her because uh, Dean and her have that weird connection. And in a weird and kind of interesting Lord spot, mm. uh, she says, "That wasn't you. That wasn't your writing." And he goes, "Ugh, no." Um, yeah, and it, which I I, I think. I think more than just a joke, I hope that it is supposed to be like a clue, something. There are entities or there are forces, whether it's, you know, Team Free Will or um, or Amara, there are there are forces that can push past destiny. Um, and, you know, Amara was outside that. He makes a line about uh, a mention about Castiel. And I was like, hmm, there are these pieces that never quite fall into place that we we can rebel against Chuck's plan, um, no matter how um, structured it is. And the whole idea of, you know, Chuck's book or whatever uh, being something that he doesn't have access to. And then later in the episode, we're going to learn that like a lot of this was a full on setup from him. But the the mark not being a part of him. Um, not being a part of his plan and like Castiel being able to rebel in this universe and not any other universe, I think is super interesting. Um, and I'm, I'm like you, I hope these are, these are little crumbs for the clue masters to pick up so that the next yeah. four episodes yeah, 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 will yeah. expand on that. Um, she says that, uh, he accuses her of being on the Winchester side and she says, no, I'm on the side of the world. Uh, 
she cares about this place. Like, and we've seen a little bit of this, her like kind of exploring this, this universe, this world. Um, and they, they go on a walk together. Um, he, she accuses him of like never slowing down and enjoying this. And he's like, ah, no, all of the stuff that you're going to talk about. Like, I don't, I don't care about any of this anymore. Like I'm done with it. I'm so over this. Uh, they talk about a tree that he made. He's like, yeah, the first tree I made was a fern. I was obsessed with fractals. There's all kinds of like funny creation myth kind of stuff kicked mm-hmm. into here. Uh, but you could tell that Chuck does not care about any of this. Yeah. He says when he looks around, all he sees is his failures. So he's like, whatever you're playing here, Amara, it ain't going to work. I'm not going to look at these trees and be filled with wonder and, and wistful uh, uh, remembrance of the things that we created. He just looks around and he sees his failures, which it does add depth to Chuck a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, I feel like most, I don't know if how much I've talked about it. I feel like I just generally don't really like Chuck. Um he has certainly done some stuff that makes him feel like a really good villain, but most of the time it just feels like, well, he's all powerful, so he has to kind of be off fucking around too yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Chuck back when he was just Chuck, uh, back when he was just a writer. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I want, I, I want to feel hatred for him in like a positive way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like when you, you everybody hated Joffrey, right? It made you want to watch the next episode of Game of Thrones. Um, like I want to feel that for Chuck a little bit, but I, I kind of don't. I'm always just sort of like, hmm, all right. But I'm glad they're adding depth to him. I'm glad that there's there's always a little bit more shading we can do on these characters. Absolutely. And it's, I think my, my problem with Chuck is that they've made him, like you said, a little bit too powerful um so that he you know he's omnipotent or whatever so like he there's no way to do anything with him except to shuttle him to a different universe for most of the season so that he can do stuff over there while we plan um and i you know i think he does a really good we've talked about this before he really walks the line between um smarmy and nerdy and just outright unlikable and horrible uh, we get that a lot at, towards the end of this episode, and I, I think that the actor playing him, um, whatever his name is, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's bait, everybody. I, I do that to bait you. I do that to make you mad. I'm sorry. <sighs> Yell at your radio. I forgot his name. I can't remember it. Rob something. I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, Rob McAllister. Um, I'm kidding, everybody. I know his real name. I just don't want to tell you. <laughs> he um I, I think that he does a really good job portraying that line and crossing over it from time to time uh but like here when he starts talking about how horrible all the humans are um he comes across as like really really petulant and uh it's weird to have i guess it goes back to the joffrey thing a little bit too like joffrey was very petulant at times as well and he just really you didn't even necessarily hate him so much as you were just disgusted with him. Like he was a piece of shit on your shoe mm, or a piece mm. of bubble gum underneath the desk. Like you just, you just hate to interact with him in any kind of way, shape or form. And, uh, that's, it's good that you have that. I have that reaction to Chuck, but it also, it makes watching the episodes a little weird sometimes. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, she says like, Oh, well, you're, you're just going to re- evaporate every kernel out of existence. He says, I'm reminded of failures. Uh, they talk about, and then she, she, they talk about the humans some more and she says, well, what about your first children? And she snaps and they're in heaven. Um, and she calls mm-hmm. angels in the room. Uh, and these angels come rushing in and are like fawning all over them. And one is asking to sign it for, sign a book for Christine or is it Christina? Or she, like, she goes through several things and she just gets and Chuck just gets overwhelmed and snaps them all away. Um, I was really weirded out by this scene because none of these people look like the angels that we have normally seen. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. The, and just the <laughs> trivia section stuff like this. Oh. I just think like, oh, Supernatural hates its fans. Yeah, it, it's it's partly that, but the trivia section said that these are probably the angels that Jack made in that one episode, like out of humans oh. who have never okay. seen God before. <laughs> and I, I was see. like, okay. I mean, like as far as headcanon goes, like, sure. I mean, I guess it works, yeah. but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I find it, I was just very amused by like somebody like picking up that lost thread. Who, who even remembers that shit? I can't even tell you the, what season that it happened in at this point. It was, I think it was like 10 episodes ago. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, yeah. He, so at this point he just like blows a raspberry. He flaps lips, chucks, flaps chucks lips, Flaps lips, um, because he's not changing his mind. He's none of this is none of this is it matters. Yeah. Um, and Amara starts talking about how you know she wants balance. She wants true true balance. Creation, destruction, light, dark. She wants there to actually be balance and not just you know Chuck in charge because all he ever really cares about is his stories. Um, and or it- is his his story singular. Um. And and he he doesn't he's not breaking from that he only he does only care about her his story uh, and so Amara says well I guess that makes you the villain uh, and this is very specifically an offer like not only is she saying like this is what I want she's like I I am willing to build this with you like if you want to rebuild with light and dark with creation and destruction that's something that we have never tried before like before they just kind of exploded all of this and then he just kind of started his own thing but of course he's not he's his his ego is so big that he can't back down from the from the role um when she snaps they they're back at the bunker and he realizes that he has been caught in a trap uh and Mm -hmm. she he can't just teleport out she has trapped him inside the bunker Um, i will admit i didn't actually expect amara to this be what she would like was doing um i thought that she was just in the park chilling and he came and found her. Like, I didn't think that she was really doing anything um, other than just speaking truthfully to him, which I do think she was. But now I'm like, okay, she she must have been waiting for him. She must have known he would come. Um, and when he did, she extended all those offers. She she tried to get him out of the situation, and he didn't listen. It is interesting that she's able to snap her fingers and teleport him. Um, well, and she says, because she, she says, like, hey, I... You know, I, they're here. They're going to come bind you. And he's like, no. And she's like, and he's like, you can't hold me here forever. And he's, she's like, no, but I can hold you here long enough. So like, mm-hmm. this is, this is her like exerting power to, to contain him in a room, um, which is, you know, probably something that it's probably the equivalent of like your older brother giving you a noogie, right? Like just yeah. giving you a head yeah. noogie. Like he, he could do it any time. And you guys are like 40 and 35 and you shouldn't do it, but like he could do it <laughs> at any time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then from there we get the Dean title card. Yeah, and we see Dean and Jack in the car in the Impala driving to the the spot. Um, and Dean tries to talk to Jack, who tells Dean, "Hey, you don't have to apologize for for what you said back at the bump bunker. I know I'm not like Sam or Cass. I understand." Um, and that just I think makes Dean feel way worse. It does. <laughs> um, he he would probably have just appreciated Jack just like being pissed at him. Um, but he's like, no, I know I'm not like Sam or Cass. And he's like, oh, fuck. The uh, the real funny poop. thing, and, and I don't know if this was specifically an, intentional or not, but the funny thing about him saying in this moment that he is not like Sam or Cass is that he is so unlike Sam or Cass that he's not blowing up at Dean about something right now. Like, that's the, like <laughs> at this very moment, Sam and Castiel would be like, Dean, no, we can't do this. We have to do this. Yeah. Or I can't believe you said we're not family. I can't believe you said this about Jack. And like, and Jack is being exactly the opposite and going like, yeah, dude, we got to do it. Let's go. Like he is uh-huh. being more uh-huh. Dean right now than he has ever been in his extraordinarily short life. Yeah. Um, 
which is very interesting. Uh, they get to the spot. Billy, um, or I think Billy Jack or Dean, one of them says, Billy said that this is where it all ends. Yes. Um, this is where they're going to do the final ritual that they need. Uh, and they go in and it's like this new age shop. Um, and we find out it's, it's this run by this couple who are very handsy, very much in love. Um, uh, but this couple is Adam, like AKA Adam and Eve, that, that Adam, uh, Dean asks about Eve. Did we not, was she not the mother of all? I thought was she was the mother of all. Did we have this I whole thought that thing? Was a plot line. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was it. Um, I mean, it did exist, way. right? Like I, we're not just it, making I that swear up. It ex- I swear there were dragons in that season too. Um, <laughs> Maybe we're just mixing it up. Maybe she wasn't called Eve. Um, but anyway, no, Adam's not chilling with her. He's chilling with Serafina, mm-hmm. who is an angel, and she's kind of like kept him chill this whole time. Um, they're just like some quirky new age weirdos. These guys, these guys were a lot of fun, actually. Um, Chris, just to just, uh, just just real quick, uh, she came back in season fifty. You remember when Eve came back in season fifteen? Did she? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna have to explain. <laughs> Oh no! I'm sorry. I was looking at this. Who who came back? Who was the chick that came back? Uh, the the evil, one, the demon that messed with Sam. Um, Meg. No. Ruby. No. I Lilith. Can't think of Lilith. Any others. Lilith. Oh, Lilith. Lilith. Lilith was in season that's, 15. That's the that's uh, the yeah, one yeah, I was geez, thinking of. Okay. Jeez, Louise. Yeah, we yeah, got there eventually. Lilith. Clue masters. Chris. Lilith is, was Adam's equal, which they didn't like. Yeah. The Bob. The Bible hates women. Um and um yeah so the okay anyway anyway uh adam is i just want to mention this too adam is played by the the guy that played uh lieutenant gata from battlestar galactica which i'm rewatching, uh which is just really, dope really cool weird. trivia cool trivia Geek. section over here uh <laughs> wayne's wagon sign it on um they are they are both really into jack's aura um adam brings jack into the back for his test a spark of the divine quiz uh dean is kind of nervous but jack's like whatever uh the angel tells dean to relax babe uh and says that she saw everything that was going to happen in her dreams uh when she was high on mushrooms with adam um which doesn't you know put dean to rest at all dean's just like okay that sounds great um meanwhile in the back uh, we find out like some extra information. Uh, Adam has been planning on murdering God for a long time. Uh, 300,000 years. 300,000 uh, years. And this is where I was suddenly, I was like, whoa, what? Wait, what the fuck? Yeah. What? How, how like, many this years? This is like, <laughs> but it's like, this has been his plan all along and Billy is just helping him. Yeah. It, it feels like they're throwing like a lot of little like curveballs into this. Like, the plan is still the same, but you're learning some new information about the plan that made me very uncomfortable in a, in a good way. Um, where suddenly it's like, wait, who, this Adam guy, he's the one who came up with the plan and Billy's working with his. Like, what is going on here? It really feels like uh, burning a character like Adam in a, in a way of this, in almost a comical way. Because um, I doubt yeah. we're ever going to see Adam again in the next four episodes. Although, Jesus Christ, who knows? They may, there may be a callback or something in the finale. There may be a Jesus Christ, for um, all we know. I, 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 would, I was going to bring that up at some point that I am it just continues to floor me that we haven't dealt with Jesus Christ yet. Like I would love It just love feels to... like that's a line that the CW was not willing to cross. It does. It absolutely feels that way. <laughs> what if like the last episode <laughs> like, they bring up we Jesus. have to summon Jesus? <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't put it it's past just been them. Christian propaganda this whole time. <laughs> I absolutely would not put it past them, but like, I just, uh, it's really weird that it's missing. And I, and as you said, like, it could just be like, we don't want to talk about Jesus on our, on our yeah, weird they demon show. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He smites Chuck. Perfect. Sounds good, homie. Can't wait. 
Sounds great. Uh, they just have to wait three days after after you know <laughs> once they summon him, he has yeah, to sleep for yeah. three days. Or they some summon shit. him on Good Friday. It takes three days. Easter, he he rises up, and they're like, "Holy fucking shit! Are you serious? This whole time, <laughs> this whole time, we could have just done this." But my original point is that Adam feels like it's he's wasted here because they were just looking for like what's a big supernatural. Like, what's a big Christian thing that we could go find? Like, what is something that with like a, a big name that we could use that we haven't used yet? Um, and Adam is yeah. the one. Adam's um, the one. Adam leans in, leads uh, Jack to a box of crystals, which had me. I'm sorry, all the crystal fans out there. I'm just like, oh god, what are we gonna do? I to charge this, these so up? one thing I've I learned about you very early on. You hate you hate crystals. I don't like I don't like crystals or crystal people. Like I don't. I, I I like crystal people. Like it's fine if you like crystals or whatever. I don't. I'm just not. I'm not ever like if you ever are like telling me about your crystals. I'm not listening to you. Like you, not interested. Not crystals interested. and dreams. I am just gonna. I'm in my head playing Super Mario One One. Is what I'm doing. Thankfully, Jack is not asked to identify uh, the types of crystals. Yeah. He just Adam says, "Hey, I want you to find the one that is like imbued with God's grace, the one that's been touched by God or whatever, um, or holds the spark of the divine." Excuse me. Um, and yeah, so Jack has to determine which one it is. And eventually, um, he makes his choice. He picks one up, uh, and he says this one. But then he says, but it, it's all of them, because everything in existence is divine, because God made everything, and God's in everything, and blah, 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 blah. And that was the right answer. It was, of course, it was some philosophical um, nonsense like that. Yeah. Um, so like, okay, perfect, super. You got the right answer. All right, let's do the trial. They walk back out to, to Dean and Serafina. Uh, and they're great. All right, let's do this. Serafina impales Adam with a, a hooked-looking knife. Hell yeah. Sort of just <laughs> eviscerates him a little bit. Dean's like, what the fuck is going on? They Adam look- turns around. And he's like, dude. Chill. Chill. <laughs> um, uh, and then they just pop out a rib. They, yeah. just, they cut a rib out. <laughs> At, just... Adam says, that's one of my ribs, dude. Yeah, what the hell is that? It's one of my ribs, dude. Um, <laughs> this guy's so baked. He's, he's been like uh, microdosing, uh, what is it, CBD? I don't know what he is. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. He, that dude's been eye dropped LSD from here to the 1965 yeah. Woodstock. Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of weird stuff happens here. Uh, there's a moment while Jack is in the back room with Adam that Serafina tells Dean, like, imagine all of the things that it took to line up to bring to have you bring Jack here to to be able to do this. Like, it's it's all meant to be, which I think is just a real big hint for the reveal at the end of the episode in that Chuck has been orchestrating this whole thing the entire time, mm-hmm. um, which is, mm-hmm. I think, very, very clever in the writing. Like, I think this episode is yeah. extremely clever in those kind of ways. Um, uh, they also, after they pull the rib out, they tell him, they tell Jack that it's, um, it can either create life or destroy God. Um, Jack has been preparing himself for this and it's once he uses it, it's going to start a reaction, fusing his soul and grace into a metaphysical supernova. And I thought I was reading okay. a Clive Barker novel at that point because <laughs> Jesus Christ, a um, black hole of divine energy. A black hole of divine energy. I wish I want to go to there, Chris. I want to go to there. <laughs> I, that um, sounds way better than starts, 2022 in Louisiana. Let me tell you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, once it starts, it can't be stopped. So mm-hmm. you gotta be, you gotta be ready. Once you um, pull the pin, you gotta throw the grenade. That's right. Uh, on the ride back, they got you know you dig, I dig. All right, let's let's roll. Uh, on the ride back, Dean pulls over to talk to Jack, and Jack's like, "You can drive and talk. You didn't have to." halt our progress i gotta pee <laughs> yeah. so if we could get back to the bunker <laughs> sooner just keep than later. driving i've seen you talk um, at the, and drive at the same time many times before i don't understand why you're talking about it now <laughs> um 
But then, yeah, Dean tries to apologize. He's like, you know, I, I know, I know, I said what I said, but you didn't need to hear that. Um, especially, you know, with the weight that you're carrying, Dean acknowledges the position that Jack is in. Um, and he says, I don't know how to explain it, but when I found out about Chuck, it's like I wasn't alive, not really. You know, like my whole life has, I've never been free, really free. But now me and Sam, we got a shot at living a real life without all this crap on our backs, and that's because of you. And I wanted to say, I needed, I needed to, what I, <laughs> and I wanted to say what I needed to say was thank you, Jack. Thank you. Um, it's, it's putting Jack in an unfair position. He, but he's, Dean's being selfish here in a way that I, I think I understand. Like, again, he distanced himself from Jack in that way Mm -hmm. to be like, you're going to give us the thing that we always wanted. And one of us doesn't have to die for it. Um, so he's just grabbing it. He's just grabbing it. I don't think Dean's really trying to think about the consequences or, or really think about that sacrifice, but he says, thank you to Jack. And Jack just says, you're welcome. Jack. And that's, that's his entire response is you're welcome. Um, I, it's just, and he, it's almost like Jack doesn't even care about this, which in a way this is, this is kind of like Dean taking his own shit and pushing it onto Jack of like, well, you're doing this huge thing and it means the world to me and blah, 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 blah. And Jack's like, I, I've got a job. Like I've decided to do this. And we know that like Billy has set him up to do this to, in order to gain Dean's forgiveness for killing Mary, Sam and Dean's forgiveness for killing Mary. But at the same time, it doesn't necessarily feel, uh, I don't know. It feels it feels like Dean being completely unfair to it to a degree. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't think he means to be unfair here. I think he genuinely is trying to yeah. like uh, apologize or or thank him in a way. But it's like they're not connecting. They aren't really connecting in this moment. I um, I like. Well, number one, I just want to say when he said that weight of the world uh, line, I was like, are they about to play the near song? But of course they yeah, were going to yeah. play the near song. Like yeah. that wouldn't, nobody's going to play that's the near what, song. That's what YouTube Astro. edits are for. Uh, get right on it, sir. <laughs> you know, you know, I have the capability. Um, they decide that it's time. I don't know what triggers that. Uh, they just say it's time. Isn't he it? gets like a text. I thought that's, he got a call because it like his phone's like, yeah. and he just t- so somebody must have been like, um, I guess Amar, it, Amar is him. texting him, which is very hilarious. <laughs> Like, how does Amara have a phone or Dean's phone number or anything? Like, all of that just yeah. very curi- curious to me. Uh, but Jack, he grabs the rib out of a, the rib package. Uh, it dissolves. His eyes begin to glow. Uh, and then we cut over to the bunker where Sam, uh, frustrated with the lore, commits a cardinal sin for a lore master, Chris. He throws a book. Throws a book. So that the book's fault that like doesn't funny have the information. He, he doesn't like hurl it at the wall. It's not like this big outburst of anger. It's just this, you know, slip up of frustration. <laughs> but Sam acts like he just like put a like a bullet <laughs> through the window or something. Like it's so sick. I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. sorry. I never should have done that. I never should have so sorry. And Castiel shows up and like picks up the book. Uh, and Sam is like, I'm so sorry. And Castiel's like, are you talking to me or the book? And Sam's like, I don't yeah. know. I don't know maybe which one should, it maybe is. Maybe you should try, you should try apology, <laughs> apologize. Like, dude, who's really hurt? Sam. And Sam looks around like, who, Jack? Well, no. He's, Castiel with the one raised eyebrow looking down. He goes, uh. The book? The book? Are you talking about Castiel? The book? Castiel, I feel, I feel like we've been on the same page a lot recently, so I don't want to like get in your face about this. But Sam, is that a pun? <laughs> Are you? Is that a book pun? I don't think we have time for that's puns a, that's right a now. Pretty poor taste, considering what you just did to that poor thing. <laughs> I didn't think that you would have the spine to make a pun right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
they, they got nothing done for the rest of the episode as they traded book <laughs> they just puns. traded book puns. Oh man. <laughs> um, we get a Sam splash screen. Uh, so we're going to have a Sam focus section. Uh, Castiel tells uh, Sam that um, he understands how he's feeling. It's hopelessness. Um, Sam says, you know, maybe Dean is right, but it, but it feels wrong. And Sam says, oh, man, I wish I could just talk to Billy and find out. And Castiel's like, I'm not going to kill you or let you kill yourself. Like, that's not going to happen. I've watched so many Winchesters die. I'm not yeah. I, and come back to life. Like, I'm not doing that. And then they recall a thing that happened earlier this season that I had already forgotten about, which is uh, our boy Sergey was looking for mm-hmm. a key to death's library. Um, so that he, and they, with that, they may not have to die. They may could just go talk to him. And then they yeah. just go find it. <laughs> and they just go find it. They go you find know, it. They were never looking for it. it. It was never like, that was never the issue. They just didn't want to give it to Sergey. Because, yeah. you know, Iron Rod Castiel was just, he wasn't giving handouts. You Fuck know? no. He wasn't giving handouts to anybody. Um, so, yeah, and then they just find it. Uh, they they just find it. Um, they It's in an ornate box. It's just a fancy looking key. Uh, Sam reads the Latin inscription on the box and it just... It uh, creates a door on the wall. There's a uh, there's a giant red like dot on it, um, and it has a skull. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's hey, re- that's a key to death. If you ask that's, me, it looks like a key to death. Um, I want to. I'm trying to find it on the wiki page. I'm sorry to make people. It would be so much cooler if it was a skeleton key just like a key in the shape of like a skeleton yes absolutely <laughs> like with the with the hook part for you know the actual key part that goes down but it's just the two little skeleton feet at the end it's uh it's never mentioned in the show but the trivia section on the wikipedia um says that the translation um of that latin that was on it me is mortal traveler beware because you know that the keys of death weigh heavily however those that crave to enter the bottomless abyss may do so through a work of art uh did they just get Dark Souls on my Supernatural, Chris? That's like that's like heavy as fuck. Like <laughs> dude, that's, that, that's like, metal. That's, I also that's metal as fuck, I'm not. I'm dude. not gonna lie. I crave to enter the bottomless abyss at all times. I would like that. I would like to dude. do that. And the fact, I'm, dude, I, I'm, I'm riffing right now. I'm riffing. Metal riffing. Are those blast beats I hear right now? I've got three bass drums in front of me, Chris. I am ready to fucking rock this. I am ready to go. And that's what you hear. It's like, at first it's far away, and then it gets closer as the door to death opens. Like, the song gets louder and louder, and it's as if Sam is walking into, like, a death metal concert. I uh yeah, so was like, you got this, Sammy. He's like, yeah, I think so. Sammy, do you need earplugs? <laughs> no, I should be all right. <laughs> I've got my old, says Sam. Um, I wish, I wish that that this would have been uh worked into the show a little bit more, only because it's cool. Like the idea that you have to enter the bottomless yeah. abyss to go through a work of art. Like it, maybe if they had to go find like a cool ass painting in the bunker or something would have been dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have been dope. Um, but we don't have time for that. Instead, we they don't just have time for that. Pick up the the thing. He says it. Castiel. And I'm then, taking a I'm taking a page from your book. And then uh a door <laughs> God damn it. Castiel's like, was that another book pun? <laughs> I guess it was. <laughs> I'll see ya Castiel one last time. I can't believe I didn't cover that. Well that doesn't that one doesn't make any sense, but you get it though, right? You get it. <laughs> Sam uh, I'll see you, Cass. <laughs> Tell Dean this was cool. <laughs> <laughs> what happened next? They they read the thing. A door opens. He puts the key in. Um, 
Castiel wants to go with us. Sam's like, nah, uh, go, go into death store alone, dude. Sorry. You've got to stay back here and make grilled cheese sandwiches for when everybody gets you gotta here. You're going to make grilled cheese sandwiches to buy time for when Dean gets back here. Does Sam know that Amara and Chuck are there? <laughs> I don't think so. I absolutely I do like, not think so. I feel so. like, well, well, I feel like everything, oh, maybe this is the, the purpose of, of the chapter card. It's that these They're are all, all happening, happening simultaneously. That, that makes so, a lot. I don't so know she's why. She's not actually. Wow, wow. Clue wow. Masters. Wow. No, we don't don't start kicking yourself because she's, if we figure it out on the podcast, that huge brains. He's huge he, brains. He's coming out of this door at the same time that she tells Chuck it's a trap, and that she's alerting. De- like all of that mm-hmm. is happening at the mm-hmm. same time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. If you figure something out while watching the episode, mm-hmm. normal brain. Normal brain. Normal brain. Yeah, it takes if a you podcast. Figure it out on the podcast. <laughs> huge brain <laughs> um so he goes in uh he we immediately see this room that we know to be um the death's library uh we see bodies on the floor uh the door shuts mm-hmm. behind him and it looks like he's going to be trapped in there um he's in the w section because of course he is yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We hear he does nothing but win because he does nothing um, but put W's on the board, he put bro. Dubs up on the board. Um, yeah, no, he's in the Winchester section selfishly. Um, yeah, uh, we skipped right past the Z's. <laughs> we hear someone begging for their life, uh, and then being killed, and another person sobbing as uh, Sam kind of sneaks up, and we see Meg, aka the Empty, who Chris is not credited as the Empty in the credits of the show. Uh, is she I, just credited as Meg? She's credited as the Shadow. What the fuck? And I don't know if that's a spoiler. If so, like apologies in advance, but like if that's going to be a grand reveal or something. Or is but that just like what? Is that her real name? Because like, the empty's the place. Yeah. So maybe she's, she's called the sh- she's the shadow Ooh. of the empty. Ooh. That's fucking I just gotta chill, dude. Ooh. Why aren't you using that in the show, <laughs> dude? <laughs> this episode goes hard. Dude. <laughs> I I just Chris, do you want to read it again? I can't, However, yeah. <laughs> those that crave to enter the bottomless abyss may do so through a work of art. The keys of death weigh heavily, Chris. The keys of death weigh Whoa. heavily. The keys of dude. The keys of death do weigh heavily. They that's do. like they absolutely that's like so do. true. That's so like fucking so true. true. Oh. And then the shadow of the empty. Oh my god, bro. dude! Come on, bro. bro. The shadow of the empty bro. being like kind of your ex too. A little weird. Oh, little dude. dude. Little shadow of the empty. She's supposed to use your ex girlfriend, dude. Dude. <laughs> Uh, he watches Meg uh, force people, force this w- presumably Reaper to pray to Billy uh, so that Billy will show up. And it doesn't work, so she kills him. Uh, Sam literally tries to tiptoe away here. He does like the yeah. tick, 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 tick. <laughs> it's, it's very cute. Like nine yeah, foot seven <laughs> sandwiches. He thinks he's a little, he thinks he's a little <laughs> sneaky mouse. I just saw in my notes, like a little further back up uh, where Castiel says that Sam's internal compass appears to be functioning perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, um, Sam doubts you may, it. You may have said that, yeah. but I just thought that that was a really funny Castiel line. <laughs> it is. It absolutely it's like, is. It's a nice thing to say. He's like, I think, I think trust your gut on this one. I think you you got to go with this. This doesn't feel right. You got to do it. Um, but but he said it the way that Castiel says things. Anyway, back back to Sam tiptoeing away and his forty seven L's. And of course, the empty knows about it. Or excuse me, the shadow knows about it. Yeah, dude. Whoa, the shadow of the empty falls <laughs> upon Sam Winchester. Dude, I'm in I Death's start. Library. Dude, can... the Dark Souls title card of Death's Library when it comes up when what? you walk into a new area. Dude, come on. Oh my god. All of a sudden the bar at the bottom, the shadow dude, of the, the empty. The bar appears in the shadow of the empty and you go, what the fuck is that? And the boss music is screaming at you, dude. I'm like jazzed up right now. Dude, I gotta start writing fanfic. <laughs> this got, is too okay, good. Okay, I gotta start doing this. <laughs> okay. 
I'm going to AO3 right now. <gasps> um, oh shit! Is there a choir in here? So the empty is pissed. Um, yeah. They. Um, I'm. 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 I don't think the empty is a she/her. I'm, I, I think the the empty is a they/them. Right? Like it's a they/them. It's a they/them. Definitely for sure. Um, they uh, logistically, it was easier to, to say she because it's always usually possessing uh, a lady actor. Well, we've um, only seen it twice. We've only seen it be pos- possessing Castiel or uh, Meg. Or not possessing, Duma? but fuck, I forgot about Duma. Duma's so good. Yeah, Duma was everybody so good. forgot about Duma. Okay, bring Duma back, not me. everybody. Not me. I'm the president of her fan club. <laughs> Duma Duma is on Battlestar Galactica too, by the way. Uh, favorite favorite character in Supernatural, Sam Winchester, number one. Number two, Duma. Duma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I gotta be consistent, you know? I can't just go throwing her at number one all of a sudden. So, the empty is mad. Trying to get in touch with Billy, uh, but now She's, yeah. they think that Billy is trying to become the new god. Um, mm-hmm. Because... This, another twist, dude. Another, first we got this Adam thing, then we get this thing about how, oh, Billy wants to be the new god. I'm like, bro. I knew something was up. I knew y'all were, were twisting my nipsies, and I didn't like it. And I don't like the fact that you said Sorry, nipsies. Sam said that. I didn't say that. That was a, that was a Sam not quote. Like that wasn't nipsies. That right one there. wasn't me. I wrote it down. I put it in quotes. That was on Sam, not on me. You re- you're, if I don't you know see if, my notes, you would totally see what I was talking about. I don't know if you remember this, but when we started this podcast, we each gave each other three vetoes of words that uh, we'll never be able to allow to use do again. Do you remember on this podcast <laughs> that I was stung in the nipple by a bee? Yeah, but that's better than being stung in the nipsy by a bee. I think I get, I think I get to say i get to say one nipsies but it wasn't me oh saying it and also nipsies is not even it's don't like, like an ellipsis, nipsies, but don't, it's nipsies don't like that um, just means multiple nipples in a row and i don't like that either <laughs> yeah three an ellipsis is three oh. so a, a nipsies is three nipples that um, means that somebody has four nipples all in a line and i don't i don't know if i yeah, can handle that and, well that's why it was weird that sam said it this is this same i wrote it in my note if i could take a picture of my phone i would but you I would can't. you can't it's impossible so, technology we don't have, I can't, we don't have so that i kind can't of... show you my notes where i quoted sam and i did a lot of quoting in this episode you know i love to do a good quote i stumble over trying to read them back but that was the sam winchester quote anyway the empty the shadow of the empty says you know billy promised that all the angels would go back to heaven all of the demons would go back to hell and the empty could go back to sleep which is what they want that's that's like i'm tired of being awake and like relatable absolutely Uh, we stand a relatable queen we do um uh i uh she also or they, I'm already losing my, my pronouns that I said I was going to do. Call uh, Castiel Sam's busted ass friend in a trench coat, which is all t- like top S tier class yeah. description yeah. for Castiel. Busted ass friend in a trench coat. Um, the empty has Chuck's book, uh, but of course nobody can read that but Billy. And then they realize that, well, Billy needs Sam to do her, Billy's plan. So that if mm-hmm. the empty hurts Sam, Billy will show up. And of course she, she does. And we hear this like weird crinkling noise. Uh, they always play these weird like body noises when the boys are getting hurt, yeah. which seem like they should have lasting. Nipsies, yeah. Chris. When, yeah, they seem like they should have lasting like effects on them, but it's just like, as soon God as the damn. effect stops, it's like, they're totally fine. Yeah. They are totally unlike me. You asked to deal with the trauma <laughs> of this episode for quite some time. Uh, Sam comes up with um, a lie. Billy sent me. Uh, Billy sent me to get the book. I don't know why. Uh, also, you can't go to Earth, right? Cool. I want to take this book. So just, yeah. She heard, you know, she heard me and Castiel doing book puns. And yeah, she yeah. Thought, Sammy, I need you to. I gotta I need get you to do there. a book-related quest for me. <laughs> I need you to do a thing. And I said no sweat. I said that's no sweat. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Anything you need, that's no sweat. <laughs> that's 
what? The Uh-oh. FD is like, what the fuck are you saying? What, what? is happening here? I don't understand. Because you're very this. sweaty right now. You were just dripping onto my floor. Yes, the it's my floor of now. Sweaty Sam. Oh God. Uh, Say whenever Sam says no sweat, it's because he's starting. He's he sweating. See, he's such a heavy sweater that he's never like he's he kind of he doesn't know when he's sweating anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, if I'm outdoors working in the sun, which is rare for me, yeah. And I start sweating a lot. I'm keenly aware of, of it course. because I'm not, yeah. a, you know, I don't spend a lot of time sweating. I spend a lot of time laying down, playing video games. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'm I'm keenly aware of it. Sam, a heavy sweater, not as aware of it, not as aware of it. So he, when he, as he articulates very clearly, no sweat. In fact, he's covered in it. Can I can I pose a theory? Absolutely. Um, Sam, sweaty Sam. Is sweating so much that when he picks up Chuck's book here, uh, the sweat, his human, yep. his human sweat begins yep. to smear the divine words that are in this book. And mm-hmm. that is the way that the boys can, can, can shake off the fate is because because yeah. Sam's sweat literally rewrites fate for the entire yeah. universe. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Cause it's, it's written in ink. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like this isn't a manufactured printed. This was handwritten. It's handwritten. Yeah. In divine fancy ink. In the bottomless um, abyss. <laughs> in the, in a, yeah. And Sam's sweat smudges it yeah, so yeah. much that it's unrecognizable. Now there's no fate. Now it's just. And chaos. it's not, and look, it's not just any, like I couldn't have gone in there and sweat all over it. Right. But like Sam Winchester no. having a little How bit. How long do you think it would take you to produce that much sweat? No, I mean, number one, a sheer from a sheer production standpoint, I, I mean days uh-huh. if not weeks. I don't think I, I have, have enough sweat glands. I don't think I have enough sweat glands. But when you're that tall, when you're that long, mm-hmm. you can have extra sweat glands. Mm-hmm. That's just science. That's just science. But also, it's his, um, it's his fucked up blood too. Like it's it's, it's, it's oh it's, true. Like right, like it's his fucked up. Like yeah. they, they, yeah. the angels all made him into. I've a, got demon blood in me, Dean. Yeah, this disease, and I keep sweating it out I of my pores. <laughs> And I can't ever sweat it out or scrub it clean. That's the line. Um, and as he's saying that, Dean's like, "Well, well, we didn't find this out until later um, in in the DVD commentary." But uh-huh, Dean was uh-huh. saying in his head, "Well, well, brother, you're awfully sweating right about now, <laughs> yeah. so maybe you can sweat it out." The, and scrub uh, it, clean. it was more dramatic, so they zoomed in kind of to their faces in that scene. But like, if you mm-hmm. if the, mm-hmm. the original shot, which you can see on the DVD commentary, uh, is it, a zoomed out shot, and and Dean is holding a like a like a, a towel out with his hand saying like please yeah. take this sandwich Esther please, please take it you're and sweating all over they the had place. to edit it because it had it had a, a sports logo on the <laughs> towel they yeah. got it mixed up and then they were like we can't have that in the shot so they had to crop it and it, you know I yeah. think they did a great job I think it's absolutely looks good. what Abs- is happening on this episode? Ab- absolutely why I'm so sorry <laughs> the uh the creator of uh, Ed Kripke uh said Eric Kripke Ed Kripke, Ed Kripke. <laughs> yep Ed Kripke said, I will not abide Dean being a Packers fan. We have to edit that Packers towel out of it that he was giving to Sam, and that which triggered said, a whole are rewrite. Are you sure about this, Eric? And he said, it's Ed. It's Ed. God damn it. Why do you keep saying that? It's Ed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so Sam gets the book. Sam gets the book. Uh, there's, some, there's some dialogue there, but um, I don't think it matters. I think the most important thing that we learn here is that, uh, I mean, not, maybe not the most important, but an interesting thing we learn here is that the empty can't visit earth unless they are summoned to do it. Um, mm. which is another one of those things of like, I don't know if this is a red herring or not, but like makes me think that some shit is going to go down on earth <laughs> at some point if we have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It feels that way. Um, so we come back, Castiel's like, Sam, great timing. Um, there's a, uh, uh, 
two gods. There's two. There's Amara and Chucker in the bunker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're here, and we don't know what to do with them. Um, and I don't know where the fine china is. I am just... I don't know what to do. All we have is paper yes, plates in the kitchen. We're not having them for dinner. Okay, we're not having them for dinner. We're here. We're doing a thing. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I just got nervous. I got nervous. Cassie's like, but it's chinette. I mean, it's good paper plates, but it's not like, you know, china or anything. It's chinette. Sam, chinette. It's not china. Sam's like, first of all, you would never, you would not use that for Chuck and Amar. You would not. We get the fine stuff out, okay? All right. And second of all, we don't need that. We don't, we don't need, need it right, that now. right now. Nobody's eating You've been right hanging now. Hanging out with me for too long. <laughs> um, Amara tells Chuck that it's not too late. Chuck can still choose to save the Earth. Uh, this, this is Chuck being super pissed. He tells her to shut the fuck up. Basically, um, yeah, this is the first time I, I think we've seen him be completely Cuss, yeah. d- dismissive towards her since they yeah. uh like he it almost feels like he's been like playing with her like yeah. playing like oh i'll play nice because that was kind of the agreement that we had but this goes to show um this this is his like true feelings i think he does he has no respect for anybody he doesn't give a shit about anybody it's all about his plan he's going to begin to talk and as he's talking we're going to see kind of a, a, a just a real short clip of everything that's happening all in a rush uh dean is rushing in with jack Sam wants to stop them from doing this. Chuck is talking about uh, Dean's doubt and his rage overcoming his doubt. Um, Sam is trying to convince Dean that this is, this is death's plan, that this will reset everything. And he brings up Ellen. Nope. Uh, Ellie. Nope. Eileen. Eileen, you see why I yeah. get it confused, right? Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's you know when you when you're writing a book or whatever, you're not, you're not supposed to have two main characters with uh, the same yeah uh, letter eight, at the eight syllables of together. Yeah, exactly. But Supernatural is just like we'll get it. We, we want to circle as close together with the names as we possibly can. Um. um yeah. But, so uh, Dean comes rushing in with Jack. He's ready to pop, and and yeah, Sam is desperately trying to make Dean listen to him. Um. Uh, you, saying you know this 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 is what Chuck wants. This is he's he's trying to get us to do. Well, no, this. he doesn't know that. Um, uh, it's death right now. Like like Sam oh, is yeah, saying yeah, yeah. this yes, is yeah, death's yeah, plan, yeah. and death wants to reset to everything to the way it was. And Sam says that means like none of the people that they have saved will be alive anymore. Um, which is a pretty big jump. Like when you say resetting everything back to the way it was, like to win <laughs> to two thousand five, two thousand four. Um. I don't know. I like the the idea behind this. I think is cool. Like Billy, uh, wanting to unbreak all of the rules that have been broken mm-hmm. up to this point. Mm-hmm. I think is like really interesting and neat. Uh, but like, meanwhile, Dean's got a gun out pointing it at Sam, and he keeps like every time Sam tries to do something, uh, Dean like punches him or throws him down. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, th- it's go time, and he's not he's not messing around. Dean's the, like, I'll kick your ass now and apologize later, but we're doing this no matter what. And through that, it does remind me a little bit of of those, you know. They used to fight a lot back in season four, season five. They threw a lot of punches back then. Yeah, but you, you, like throw the violence. One of them desperately trying to get this this message across. N- never more powerful than the moment where um, uh, Lucifer Sam is beating the shit out of Dean, and Dean says, "It's okay, Sam. I'm right here." Um, so yeah, this has you know always gives me like shades of that stuff. Of course, um, yeah. And and yeah, we're getting we're getting it here a little bit. We're through all the Dean's not being quite that violent. He's just throwing Sam off of him. Um, Sam keeps keeps pushing um, and and Dean keeps saying like we don't have a choice like all those people who, who will go back to the apocalypse world that doesn't exist anymore Eileen will die everything that we've done will in, in some way shape or form could be undone the two of them could die they don't know yeah um, but Dean says we don't have a choice and Sam says we always have a choice um, and we get one more scene of uh, of Amara 
uh, or Chuck and Amara talking um, and how they're the only ones who understand each other um, and, and all that. All well, that and stuff. this is this is the moment where Chuck confesses like this is like this is what I've wanted. Like and you and you and you begin to realize as Chuck is talking and as the fight between Dean and Sam are escalating that this is one of those moments where Dean could potentially kill Sam, which is what chuck has wanted he wanted these two brothers to try yep. to kill one now another we realize, oh shit and this you realize and chuck he, wanted this and he realizes they got you know i go to death to do this i planted some visions the whole thing has been a fake out he explains to mara like there's no there's no cage like they were they were just going to to, to kill you and amara says well dean can't hurt me he says no but he can lie to you he can lead you to the the mm. meat grinder and and let them kill you uh, which is what was which is what is going to happen um Chuck then explains to Amara, like, I know you wanted Dean to, to care about you, but humans will always break your heart. Um, yeah. Wondering if there's some shading here, like some some reference to um, Castiel and Dean's relationship to a degree with mm. the humans will always mm. break your heart line. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. But he then tells Amara, I spent so much time searching for contentedness, but the only one that ever gets that is us, you and me back together. Um, and that's when Amara asks about balance and Chuck is like, absolutely like join me and we will create something new and beautiful. No baggage, only balance. Amara begins to cry and reaches her hand out. And then Dean, excuse me, Chuck just reaches his hand out, touches her and absorbs her, which yeah. doesn't seem like balance to me. <laughs> it doesn't seem like balance. <laughs> that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem like do that. <laughs> the thing that I was, I was thinking was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but he absorbs her, and then we see the effects of this with one of his eyes glowing a bright blue and the other one showing a, like a demon black. Um, it's it's a very interesting effect. We've never seen something like that before in Supernatural, so it's cool. Uh, the eyes have always been a way of showing that something is supernatural, so to have mm-hmm. him have the two different ones, I thought was cool. Good, cool moment. Um, and this is, uh, yeah, then we get the moments. Well, while this is happening, we cut back and forth a little bit. But while this is happening, we get the moments to start getting me a little choked up. A little choked up on Supernatural. Uh, um, Dean begins to insist that Chuck has to die. Um, yeah, he, he says, I would trade anything for this. And Sam starts to be like, what about me? Would you trade me? Um, and that's the thing that kind of like stops Dean in his tracks. Because, of course, Dean's like, no, I wouldn't. But then like confronted like that, I think it just like it hits him. And now I'm starting to think like, you know what? I really didn't like that they did that flashback episode. But it really did bring kid sam and dean to the forefront of my mind (laughs) sure like that relationship that they had and maybe it wasn't always healthiest maybe dean was chained down by sam sam was chained down by dean but like they were two kids they're two brothers their family they love each other and they've always looked out for each other so to kind of circle back to those old themes again now i'm like okay i guess i don't i don't hate that we had that episode as much now uh, I'll still be mad at it for us. Like you, you could be nice yeah, it to it. Stupid. I'll, I'll it be mad stupid. at it. It was so stupid. It wasn't a very, I mean, it wasn't, but it, 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 all that stuff was present in my yeah. mind because of that. Um, Sam's speech here is magnificent. Uh, yeah. Is, cause, D, cause Dean is like, dude, I can't live like this. I can't live mm-hmm. under Chuck's thumb. Like I want my life. And then, yeah, this is where Sam gives his speech. Uh, my entire life, you protected me from dad, from Lucifer, from everything. I didn't always like it, but it's the one thing in the world I could always count on. It's the only thing I've ever known that was true, uh, which is a real powerful line when you're talking it's to your super, brother. I mean, yeah, that watching is, this, I was huge. like, oh boy, oh um, boy, my supernatural emotions are coming back big he, time. And he begs him, he's, you know, please put the gun away. We're going to figure this out. We'll find another way. We always do. And as Dean, like the moment that Dean lets back the hammer on the gun, the door behind them explodes and out comes Chuck. Mm-hmm. And he is pissed because once again, 
this particular universe, this particular Dean and Sam and Castiel have flown in the face of his plans. And he is just mad. He's like, are you kidding me? After everything, after all of that, you did it again. Uh, and he lashes out at Castiel, the stubborn angel of Thursday and says, you know what? Every single other angel, every single other Castiel did after you raised him from perdition, they followed orders. Uh, and mm-hmm. they would, you know, I have tried to do this. I have tried and tried, but you're too stupid. You're too stubborn. You're too broken. Um, and Chuck says, you know, what we do with broken toys, you know, we throw them out. And of course, both Sam and Dean and Castiel are, are standing up in the face of, of this. Um, I think Dean is the one that says, screw you, Chuck. Um, and then mm-hmm. Chuck says, have fun watching him die. And then Jack collapses. His eyes begin to like glow all weird yellow and have like weird veiny shit happening uh, on his face. And then the episode ends. Um, we really got to impact the idea that Castiel could be the catalyst of saving yeah. this entire universe. Right. I, like I think I it's like a that. hugely powerful thing right now. <clears throat> I like that. It's always been, Oh, the, the Winchesters, the Winchesters, but I, I do like that. They're giving Cass credit here as he's the third member of team free will. Um, Bobby might've been on the team too. But let's be real. We haven't seen Bobby in a long time. Honestly, okay? I would I call many, I would call Castiel ago. the first member of Team Free Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> if I'm being yeah, if I'm being yeah. for real right now, like him him deciding to rebel against God and to help Dean, I think because Dean didn't have to rebel against anything. He exactly. was given a plan, mm-hmm. but the plan meant like changing the way that you've always been. His his whole thing was he had to resist the plan. Yes. Whereas like Sam kind of like thought he could like power through it he was like well i'm too good for this i'm gonna load up on demon blood i'm gonna be stronger than the plan and i'm gonna win you'll see meanwhile dean dean's challenge was to try and resist the plan whereas castiel like you said yeah he's the one who rebelled he's the one who broke from the plan his hit what he had to do was different than what dean had to do and i like that he's getting that credit here mm-hmm. of you are the when we just learned that that um Chuck couldn't control everything about Amara. Certainly, she he didn't write the the Dean relationship thing. Um, so the fact that okay, Castiel is outside of that a little bit too. No matter what Chuck does, Castiel just never obeys. He never does what he's supposed to do. And that is yeah, this catalyst of fate. This person who just thrown in, finally given the credit alongside the Winchesters for that person um, that keeps breaking the wheel and keeps trying to change things. Um, whether it's because of you know. Uh, his and Dean's relationship or the powerful bond that these people all share. Um, Or if it's just that it's Castiel himself, he's just, he's that agent of of chaos. Who's kind of been like, no matter what he keeps searching, he keeps trying to find the right thing. Um, He's always, he, I mean, I guess more than anybody in the show, he is always looking for like the truth for his path for for what is right how does how do i go forward that's why he stumbled so many times that's why castiel like borders on like villainy randomly in like season six or seven they have him doing all these crazy things castiel is always trying to find the right path uh and i think that that has you know time and again led him back to to the winchesters and led him here to fight against fate um and i'm glad that he's getting that credit even though it's kind of just like a throwaway line almost um but I think the implications of it are, are, are awesome, and I and it gives him the credit where credit is due. I also think that um, all of that being true, and I, I want to emphatically agree with everything that you just said, um, and then I'm going to shit all over it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I want to emphatically <laughs> agree with everything that you just said, um, and I want to add on to that to say that Castiel's relationship with Dean and Sam 
cause those two to act in different ways. I think obviously with the Destiel oh, connection, yes, yes, yes. you can you can you can point to that and you can say that you know that relationship as 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 plagued with problems as it has been over the course of you know the eleven years that Castiel has been hanging out. It still meant something. It still meant enough to Dean to get Dean to this position where he is literally defying the creator of his universe. Um, and I don't want to discount uh, Castiel's relationship with Sam at all either. I don't think it's as intense, but I think it's uh, well, there. Well, I think I think what it says is that. I mean, if we're being honest, Dean is the main character of Supernatural, um, and I think it goes to show that the relationship between Dean and Sam, which has always been the core of the show, is. Uh, just as important as the relationship between Dean Castiel. Yeah. And I think like Chuck's kind of confirming that or the other way around, I get like the Dean cast thing is as important as the Sam and Dean thing. And I wish that the Sam and cast thing could be just as important too, but um, that's fine. We it's don't, fine. We, don't okay. we don't get to have it all. We don't need to have it all. We can't, um, um, I, not in this empire think, of dirt. You know what I'm saying? Can't yeah, have it all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I just, it's a very validating thing for his character and for their relationship and i think it is important to focus on you know it's it's him and dean have always had a much closer relationship mm-hmm. um, but i just i like the idea that this angel uh rebelled against like god's plan which doesn't like in the context of what we know now doesn't didn't even really matter or like it was all made up by the angels and the demons to to be able to trigger the apocalypse and the hope to get chuck to come back to do something and he probably wouldn't have like he would have just watched it all yeah. happen as we as we saw you know, Lucifer and Michael and the vessels of Dean and Sam murder one another again. Um, it's fascinating to me that because this angel was there, because this angel said, no, this isn't right, that everything changed. Like I think about Castiel taking up for Jack on almost every single situation and, and encouraging Dean and Sam to, to say, to, to have faith, to, to give them faith almost by example. Um, even in the times that Castiel lost his own faith, um, to be able to, to 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 keep going in the face of that, and to find it again through Jack for Jack being resurrected by by Billy for this purpose, just it's really I mean for just a, a an absolute throwaway line, it just shows you how when you have good when you have people writing really really good characters and you have really good writers writing good characters that a throwaway line at the end of an episode can totally change your perspective on the entire yeah. fucking thing. It's, it's also a huge benefit that few series can have. Um, it's, a, it's a really long-running series yeah. with a lot of time spent with these characters, even if half of it is like trash that nobody cares about, which I don't, I'm not saying that that's true. But even yeah, if it is, it's more like seventy five percent. Am I right? Yeah. There's just <laughs> a. There's so much. There's so much time spent with that character, um, and I think that that is really unique. Like a two hundred page, you know, single book novel um, can be one of the most profound things you've ever read. And now you got somebody who's reading a fantasy series that's thirty books long, and you might go like, "What do you see in that? Like, how could how can these like." this this random nonsense be as as strong as this oscar award-winning movie that i watch it's it's the time that's the unique thing that supernatural has is it's the time spent with those people so when when chuck has this throwaway line maybe it wouldn't have all that much significance in in a three-season show or something but we have so much history with castiel um 
that it it holds a lot more weight here. Uh, and that's the fun thing about doing a podcast about it. Yep. When you get to talk about it, you get to find these things. So even after episodes where we're like disappointed and we don't really feel like we know what the show is doing, we get stuff like this and it goes, oh yeah, this is why I fucking love this show. And, and you know, and it brings those previous episodes into a new light when you have, you know, Castile just recently given that speech about you know, finding Jack and finding his son um, to a to a room of strangers. But like now we can see that, you know, we, we can see those through lines. We can see the reason that they were showing us that stuff. Um, I, this is probably a good time to talk about, uh, predictions because I'm very curious. You and I both know some, some pretty major spoilers that are about to happen, but neither one mm-hmm. of us knows the, the context for which they happened. And I am still completely in the dark on like how this battle with Chuck is, is going to, to keep yeah. going because now he, it feels like he would be if not twice as powerful than like a little more powerful <laughs> with, with, with the Mara. Like yeah, he's got a Mara. Now he's it feels like he'd be and... like his previous limitations, which like, I can't destroy something I can't, without, I can't destroy this universe without you or whatever. Uh, now that's all gone. Now that all of this Billy's plan has been fake and none of this actually exists. And like the empty is wise to everything. I don't, I don't know what they, I don't know, like this next scene that we're going to see, which I'm going to watch at like 7.30 a.m. tomorrow, because I'm very fucking curious. <laughs> I, this next scene of like, what are they going to do with Jack? Is Chuck literally just going to like blip out at this point? Like, is he just going to leave yeah. them in this situation? Like, does he still want to screw with them? Like, I, I really don't know. And I, I am like this through this pulled the rug out of everything that I thought that was about to happen in supernatural. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought all this shit was ab- absolutely real. Like they got me. Like I absolutely thought that this Billy's plan would work. I assumed yeah. that something would be different with like, I didn't think they would sacrifice Jack, but I, I just assumed that it would be, I didn't think that it would all be Chuck's plan. And man, they, that's, they just fucking got me, Chris. They fucking got yeah. me on it. Um, Billy still hasn't made uh, another appearance. You know, now that all this has been revealed, um, the empty is clearly still in play. So I'm very curious, yeah, to see what exactly is going to happen. Like you said, we don't we know some things, know some spoilers, but I literally have no context for them. Um, I don't know how we get there. So, um, in in a sense, it almost doesn't matter because without the context, it's like okay, it's just that's just a fact, just a fact. I know. Um. Yeah, I'm really, really, really curious to see. We were wrong about the the super double brother bluff, I think. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. We'll see. We'll see. I was, I was really <laughs> hoping that would be the case, but you know, sometimes maybe we... there's still room for one more double brother bluff before the end. Could be. I mean, we've got three episodes left after this. One, two. Oh my god. Oh my god, we only have three episodes left, Chris. This is so fucking weird. Three weeks from now. Well, yeah, three we'll weeks. Be, three weeks from now. Three weeks from now, the listener will be will be hearing the final episode. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen, man. I'm, I'm, I'm insanely curious. We need to. I've said this every time, but we need to like, we need to record like twice this week and then in this weekend just to get this out of our system so we can <laughs> yeah. do it. Oh man, oh man, we're that close. We're, I mean, seriously, we we do it. We could do it literally this weekend if we wanted to. Holy shit. Right? We could end Supernatural yeah. this weekend if we Stop. wanted to. I don't want to talk about it. Stop. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate all the eyes and ears that have been on the podcast lately. A uh, bunch of people reaching out on Twitter, a bunch of people following us on various platforms. Thank you so much. Uh, we hope we 
you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, thank you yeah. to. I'm going to have to get caught up on the Instagram feed before the end. I'm going to have to post all the stuff I have. You're going to do. Couple weeks. Uh, dude, that's been like years now, man. What are you talking about? Weeks. I some this some season 15 stuff on there. Is there? Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I had a friend comment and he's like, man, like I, I see you like post all that stuff. And he's like, your your captions aren't very good. Like, are you trying to like get new? I'm like, no. Listen, <laughs> there's, just... there's no captions. There's there is. I forgot to do this for 15 weeks, and now I need to <laughs> spam post everything. <laughs> um, thank you to all of our patrons over patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. We very much appreciate you. Check that out if you haven't. You can get episodes early, access to our cool Discord server, all of that stuff. Uh, you can rate and review the podcast on various t- services. We would really very much appreciate that. Um, and until then, we'll be back next week with Richard Spate Jr. directs. All right. Big T's. Big, huge T's. Massive T's. I thought I was already here. Chris Mosier. Hello. I thought that I was already in the stew. I'm in the stew. Oh, I'm not recording. But I but I thought that I was and then I wasn't. I don't know if you understand that what I'm saying to you right now. Um That's not important, man. Let's boggle. It's, right. it's pretty, enough, it's pretty important to me, Let's Chris. Let's get down to brass tacks. Let's boggle. Chris, why does every time, like the other day I called you up and I was like, Chris, I'm missing three toes on my right foot. And you were like, that's not important. Let's boggle. And I'm like, that's, it's pretty important to my right foot I to have all you, its toes. I mean, I what, sent you a digital gameplay invite for boggle and you haven't responded. Now it's all, because all I'm missing you, my toes. All of a sudden <laughs> you're getting up on my texts. You're all up in my text saying. Uh, oh, can't boggle right now. I'm missing three toes. Do you use toes to boggle? I don't know. I don't actually know no, how you boggle at all. Go ahead and answer the question. Go ahead and answer the question. No, do you use you don't, toes you don't, to boggle? You don't, you don't okay. use toes to boggle, Chris. You don't use toes to okay. boggle. You use toes to so, keep your balance to walk to the boggle table to accept down. a digital invite. Do you invite. need to stand when you play boggle? Sit down. It's for my core. I'm exercising I pen- my core. I got a pending boggle request. And you're over here talking about, oh, I don't have toes, bro. I got, we all got gangrene, all right. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> it's a twist. It's a twist on the boggle bit. <laughs> can you play digital boggle? We could play some boggle right now if you wanted to. I bet you can. Jess had me playing some um, like digital game like pack on okay. like, the texts, which was very weird. Like you could play Battleship. Um, or like Uno, like random things like that. I'm like, is this allowed? Is, are they just like harvesting our data right now? I mean, yes. The answer is obviously yes. Well, 100%. Yes. Whatever you yeah. download on your phone, they're stealing everything that they can from you. Um, but uh, I bet there's a boggle. There's a boggle game we could play, like Words with Friends, but it's boggle with but friends. But it's boggle with friends. Absolutely. I found one that says a new way to play boggle online that's free and fun, but there's no multiplayer. It's single player only. Um, single player boggle. Talk about yeah. that, having depression. <laughs> Vent. Um, I got a word. I don't think I'm going to play Wordle because I looked at the app store today, and I did okay. it the other day too. But um, and there's multiple so apps the, called so, Wordle. So it's, it's not an app. This is the same problem Autumn came into because mm. uh, I told her like we should play Wordle, and she went to the app store and like she was like the word of the day is raise, and I didn't get it or something. And I'm like that's not 
at all the thing. And I sent her like the, the emoji breakdown and she was like, I don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, you had just, just go to the website in your browser. Like you don't, you don't have to download an app or I anything. See. Yeah. I see. I did. I think I figured out what the scores finally meant. I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. but I was like, no, I, I have to have some pride. You know, I have to figure this out on my own. Did you get it? I thought that every, cause every, yeah, I figured out like what it meant. I was like, okay, this is your, I assume the different lines are your different attempts and the green blocks are what you got. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. And then when you get the full green block bar, that means that that's the turn that you got it on. You have six turns to guess it right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then when somebody posts a two out of six, that means that they got it on their second try. I figured it out. Like I did today, which it was pretty Excellent. fucking baller. I, think I, did I thought that everybody guess. was posting. I thought that the weird emoji squares that everybody was posting at first was like a puzzle that they solved in the game, and then everybody like goes and like makes it and like puts it on their like emojis like that was that was the trend no um Mm-mm. so that's my my initial confusion came from that like i don't know why i couldn't figure out that no this is an automated thing that <laughs> yeah everybody has got together to organize all of their emojis into squares like this this is the thing that people do nowadays yeah yeah um the uh the wordle guy autumn looked it up um he made the game for his girlfriend to play during quarantine um, that's cute and then it started getting some traction and then apparently it went viral uh and he's like i'm not gonna try to make money off of this thing i'm just gonna you know just keep updating it and fixing it um and now there's there's so many variations of it because the internet is so fast you've seen uh letter duel no but i'm not surprised that it exists it, which it's just you have to guess the letter <laughs> you have 26 chances it's, it's stupid it's, <laughs> it's, so, stupid. it's so fucking stupid chris and then there's wordle with like instead of a uh, five letter word like you can do I saw, I saw one that was like a 15 letter word that you had to guess in six i guesses. think the only thing that could be fun about no never mind that, that would just be trivia i was gonna say just make it like uh themed for different things because oh, wordle yeah. sounds like squirtle so i have pokemon in my mind sure um, sure 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 where you try to guess the name of something like that from like a fandom that you like or whatever mm-hmm. um but then that's basically you're basically it's it's so close to trivia that it, you know it's just point? trivia yeah it's absolutely it's just trivia. Just trivia. Well, you're gonna be asking a question and then yeah that's trivia that's chris and reinventing trivia live then you're Monster seven beers week. in in a bar with a group of co-workers and it's just trivia yeah and you guys have a real dumb name that wayne picked out and now wayne is just over there like <laughs> maybe it, wayne. wayne's four beers deep and he's not even like having fun. he's not even contributing to the cause he's just over there wayne's on his not phone having fun wayne is not having fun wayne does not no, Wayne came here to name the the trivia team and then left. <clears throat> then he checked out. Yeah. <laughs> Why are we called Wayne's wagons? That doesn't even make any sense. Why does Wayne's Wayne? Wa- wait, where is Wayne? He went to the bathroom forty five <laughs> minutes ago. Why does he have multiple wagons? That doesn't make any. Why does Why does he need one? Doesn't make any sense. Furiously texting Wayne, trying to figure out what's going on here, Wayne. <laughs> Shout out to our friend Wayne, who is probably listening to this while he's, he's probably draw- like, "What the fuck?" Guys? Drawing some really nice <laughs> art. Go, everyone, to go look at Onside Seven on Twitter for his, some really great art. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Wayne. What the fuck, dude? Uh, Chris, I've uh, I've been uh, exercising more lately. Did you blow a hip? Or how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, I have incorporated some some yoga into my exercise routine. Oh, so I've oh. been doing some stretching. Um, and everybody's been really cool about that, except for one person who listens to podcasts that I don't won't name, who on another server said the thought of Jeremy doing yoga just amuses me greatly. No offense, but that's hilarious. And I was like, well, that's kind of no rude. offense. Yeah, you can't no just offense. say can't just say no offense and then say something offense offensive. Like that's not yeah. cool. Offense, um, offense taken. But I wanted to mention this because uh, for a long, long time, 
autumn i've always known autumn to have a um what's the best word that i'm looking for like a kind of a distaste for all things yoga related mm-hmm. um and i thought it was just like uh she just thought it was dumb or something. And like, there's a, there's kind of a weird like culture around yoga where you're, it's, it's real. Like what we're going to see in this, in this episode with Adam and the angel of like, it's real hippy dippy or can be uh-huh. very hippy dippy. Mm-hmm. And it has a bunch of dumb names for stuff, which I don't like. Um, like you don't need to tell me that I'm going into the dog or to the praise or whatever. Like I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just, just yeah, tell yeah. me what to do with my arms and legs. Like I'm good. Um, but I'm telling autumn this and I'm like, yeah, like, this program that I'm doing like secretly had me doing yoga. And I was like, I know you think that's dumb. And she's like, Oh no, I don't think it's dumb. I just don't ever want to do it. And I'm like, well, why? And she's like, I never told you this story. And I found a new autumn story, which is always great. A new autumn story. After 17 years of marriage, a new autumn story is something to, <laughs> to talk a, to you. A so- rare nugget. It's something to become, it's something to talk about on the outtakes of your podcast. <laughs> Cause you're a 40 year old male. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Hold on. She's like, she's like, what, what are you writing down? You're like, hold on. I just want to remember. This yeah. I, just, I, gotta, I want to make sure Chris understands the, the ins and outs. Uh, apparently when she was in eighth grade, uh, she, had a, a like a part of her grade of her like gym grade or something was based on a yoga class and uh whoever was teaching the class was apparently just a mean-spirited hard ass who gave oh. like an 11 year old like a bad grade in yoga because quote she didn't improve as, as much as the other students and i'm like what oh, the wow fuck wow. man well like, when you're starting at such a high level it's much harder to improve did, <laughs> did she think did, did eighth, eighth grade autumn think of saying that autumn was like I, I i thought i really did improve like i stopped falling over like i thought that was a really big improvement <laughs> like, wow that's rude that's yeah, maybe I should try yoga. I see. I don't have. I don't have a place that I can do stuff like that because uh-huh. the, the, again, um, a house anime built books. over 130 <laughs> years ago, full of anime anime books. Those uh-huh. things seem to be contradictions to each other. S- hallways, so many twists and turns in this. It's this house is all hallways. It's all this space. It, it's a fucking huge house. I don't know if you know this. I live in a pretty big house, but there's no fucking space because it's just hallways. Yes. It's just you can't put anything anywhere. You're cramped in all the time. It's ex- extremely haunted. Uh, and there's a lot of hallways, um, yeah. so no yo- no space for yoga. Um, what if we I got rid could, of the could... anime books? Well, that it's crazy that you should say that. What if we moved them downstairs? I don't know if oof. I actually did just box up a ton of manga. Um, it was just looking too cluttered, you know. And I was like, I don't have to get rid of it. I'm going to put it in a box. I'm going to label it. And I'm going to put oh, that box Oh, wow, buddy. Buddy, let me introduce you to my video game cable collection. My, my home yeah, theater cable yeah. collection of a yeah. box of very carefully organized things that I haven't opened in seven years. Do you, yeah, so you, do you have the boxes labeled? Do you know what's in them? Uh, that's, that's, most of the time, yeah. yeah. I, I bought like some clear plastic bins a couple years ago oh, to put yeah. some stuff into yeah, storage. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as my interests change or whatever, um, I, I will swap things in and out. Um, and I, but I've never labeled anything and that's kind of become a problem because I'll end up digging through a box and be like, Oh, the, the one game I'm looking for isn't in here or whatever. Um, so this time I finally decided, okay, I'm putting labels on everything. I'm just going to list out literally everything that's in them. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, six months from now when I decide I'm, I'm looking for my hero academia or whatever, uh, I can go find it very easily. But, um, Really, what I've been saying for years now, ever since the collapsing bookshelf incident, I've been saying I need to just sell this stuff. But instead, I just bought a lot more of it. Um, 
Man, I, uh, I'll be honest with you, man. Like selling stuff is, is, is really hard because I, for video, I don't have the, the anime collection that you have, obviously. Uh, very few people do, I would, I would imagine, or the manga collection well, that you, you have. Well, thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> but, uh, um, I had, you know, every single time I've sold a video game system or any of my old video games, I have regretted it because, uh, I've just, and ended up going to buy, like a, another mm-hmm. one eventually and usually paying mm-hmm. more money than I had paid originally if I just kept the goddamn thing. Um, so it's real hard for me to like get on the sell stuff program, but also I had to get rid of a bunch of stuff a couple of years ago when we were cleaning out the garage to convert it to an apartment. And it was stuff that I have like literally, you know, maybe carefully organized boxes that I hadn't opened in, in years and years and years and like had to take a realistic look and be like, I don't know, man, like I, I don't. I obviously have not looked at this stuff anymore. I probably won't miss it if I throw it away. So I'm just going to throw it away. Uh, and I don't know. It's it's very freeing not having a lot of stuff. I think it. Yeah, yeah. There's. I've gone through a couple phases where I've done that, but I uh, have a reluctance to get rid of this. This like my collectible crap, like my manga, my books. I've always had a hard time getting rid of books. I have every fucking book I've ever bought since I was ten years old, um, which is a lot, and it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. have that many books. Um, <laughs> I'm so really. I think like I've said this to you before. all man. over the goddamn house. We have we have two bookcases worth of books, and I look at them all the time, and I go like, I'll never open one of those books ever again. <laughs> like I just like, oh, there's all there's a whole series of and there's a whole and rice collection of hardbacks. Some of those might be first editions, and I will just buy Interview with the Vampire on my Kindle uh, the, yeah. the next time I want to read it. Like, Maybe I'm just, one day I'll I'll, t- I'll take the step into the e-reader thing. I've had mm-hmm. the same. I don't have an e-reader, but I have an iPad. Um, which I've occasionally I yeah, used yeah. to read different um, comics and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I figure you probably don't. You're not using the, the one of those weird black and white no, uh, I'm not, e-readers yeah. that the Barnes and Noble made or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also don't but, own um, stock in Starbucks, so you can just <laughs> cut both of yeah. those out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, my iPad I've had since 2012, I think. Which so it's ten years old now. It's it's an old one. I on, literally only turn it on to make podcast art once a week. Okay. That's it. That's all it's used for. I used to use it to edit edit YouTube videos, but like even then it was like, oh, you can't upload this or you can't edit this or save it or whatever because there's not enough space on it. This thing's got like 12 gigs <laughs> and like 11 <laughs> gigs is um, it's just like the iOS uh, data on there. And then the other gig is pictures of Sam and Dean. Sure. Perfect. Yeah. And probably some like, like headshots of me, if I had to guess. Yes. I, there's literally there's pictures of you on there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it's 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 going to be weird when. When Supernatural is completed and I don't need to make podcast art mm-hmm. weekly anymore. Um, I, last week I thought I, I was done with the edits of them, but I realized I do have one more to make because I made a couple in advance. Um, it's going to be weird because I've had some of these pictures of, of, of Sam and Dean on my iPad for five years now. And yeah. I'm just going to delete them because I need the space <laughs> for you know future podcast art. Um, that's going to be the final, the final swan song for me. <laughs> He's deleting those salt. Deleting all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, today I had to call a customer, um, and I I knew the guy's name, um, and his name was Jared, uh, but I couldn't remember if I actually had his phone number in my phone. So like I did the thing where you just pull down your main screen and type in something to search it, and it's supposed to go like search everything in your phone. So mm-hmm. I type in Jared, um, and I don't know if it's one R or two. So I start with two R's, and I'm like, oh, that's that's a different town. That guy doesn't work there anymore. Okay, it's not two R's. So I'm gonna go back to one R. Went back to one R and it was like, okay, there's another Jared. I have like five Jareds in my phone for some reason. Um, and then healthily at the bottom, Siri popped up. Uh, it was like in, in text only. It was like, are you thinking of 
Jared Padalecki? <laughs> mm, like, mm. iPhone, you know, I, th- th- maybe this is too much. I don't like this. Yeah. This is not... Actually, iPhone, do you have his number? <laughs> <laughs> if you could call him, that would be really, really Seriously, nice if you could me. grab that for me, I would not say no. Fucking crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, my phone was trying to get me to contact Jared Padalecki today. Uh, so that was that was. But fun. he didn't pick up. He didn't, he didn't pick, pick up. up. No, no. Because he saw he saw Hunks Incorporated on the phone, and he was like, "This doesn't sound like a this doesn't sound like my agent. I'm gonna hang up." He said, now. "I'm I'm wary of this." He said, turning to his wife. I um, you mentioned when Supernatural is over, uh, and I I wanted to give people we don't we're not going to talk about this in an official capacity for some time, but uh, I'm just super excited because I made the initial move. I made some moves today. For, moves moves have been made. Moves for, have been made for the new thing. Um, we're not going to announce the new thing on the podcast anytime soon, so you guys can just keep guessing. Um, but we, we, I made moves, Chris. Moves have been made. I, on moves have been thing. made. Brainstorming is happening. Mm-hmm. Ide- I, mm-hmm. uh, ideas have been thought. I, doodles, I, doodles have been daddled. Doodle, doodles have been uh, doodled and uh, sent to professional artists. <laughs> so, so I hope you're proud of yourself on those two things that you drew because I definitely you know, submitted it to our hey, girl. When you when you when you doodle a doodle, mm-hmm. you know you're you know you're running the risk yeah. of that doodle being you know a, a brought out to the rest of the world. So I doodle with knowledge that this doodle will be daddled. And um and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be dabbled on the internet a little bit. Can't wait. Can't you know? You're you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. When if things get like you know if the timing doesn't work out, we're gonna end up using that doodle as the. As I like the to. I like to. I, I like to save that stuff too because when the final product starts hitting and people starts getting getting it in front of their eyeballs, I could say, "Look at what we started with. Look at Chris's yeah. original thing, and look yeah. at what this absolutely hugely talented person took from that <laughs> and like a paragraph of text that I wrote about random shit, um, and and made it into good stuff. So that's show business, people. That's show, show business. business. Uh, I'm excited about the new thing. I I had the thing. I did the thing today where I got excited about the new thing and didn't want to work on the existing thing anymore. I was like, well, let's. We only got three episodes left or four episodes left. I mean, like, fuck it. Let's just let's just end it here. So. I hate doing. I hate that. Like, I I do that with like whenever I'm writing something, I'll get an mm-hmm. idea for something else. And I'm like, oh, it doesn't fit in the story. But now I have a new. Now I have a new story. Now I'm brainstorming, and then I don't write anything because that's that's my style. I'll do it with games where I'm in, I'm in the middle of a game, and then suddenly I'm like, oh, now I'm in the mood to play that thing. Okay, that'll that's what I'm gonna play next but now all i'm thinking about is that other thing so i never finish any fucking video games <laughs> that's fucking hilarious i don't know no, what I- i'm uh I'm, I'm very excited to uh to work on something um jess was saying again she we, we've talked about this for years she always wants to like do a podcast and now yeah. mm-hmm. um she's gonna have uh time off between jobs so i was like well if you she wanted to just do something she's like no, i don't need to like make money or like do anything like that i just want to like feel like i'm doing something so i'm like well <laughs> if you really want to do the podcast thingy so i mean i'm only this is this is, who knows if we'll ever do it i don't yeah, want people to listen yeah. to this and be like whoa hey what's the what's the podcast i don't i have no idea um uh, but it's always really fun to to get into that creative process and try to brainstorm stuff even if it doesn't go anywhere it's still fun to think about it's still fun to think about like uh coming up with different names and thinking about artwork and it's my favorite part of the podcast creation process honestly mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. C- creating podcasts with you hella fun highly recommended um but you know we've also been doing monster of the week for over five years now and coming out with an episode every single week which seems impossible nowadays um but um that's it's a a, a lot of work it could be a grind sometimes it's not all we were doing so much more at the beginning 
but it didn't. I don't. I think there's just that the initial excitement of starting anything new. Yeah. That like, it was so excited to get started that we literally embarked on a five year journey just because we were so wrapped up in the excitement of wouldn't it be fun to talk about supernatural? When, like what? What should we call it? Okay, we got the name. Okay, we we got a logo. All right, well, should we just do this thing? Like you get so excited about the new thing. Um. So I think it is going to be really refreshing to do a new thing and not obviously completely abandon what we've built so far um but oh, no. being all, able all to, of those motherfuckers know, are gone i don't care about any of yeah them. Everybody, everybody's leaving us um <laughs> no i think it i think it's gonna be energizing to do something a little different yeah it'll be fun um and we'll announce all that stuff like we're we're, we're gonna give some people some time um uh we're we we, we have plans in the works for how we want to roll stuff out uh so um yeah we're not going to, somebody was like on Twitter was like, I'm going to be so sad when you guys are gone. And I'm like, we're not, we're not dying we're not at the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We're going to yeah. be around. Like I will do a thing. Chris will do a thing. Hopefully we'll do the things together. Like we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll make it happen. So. Right. Never fear. Exactly. Um, or maybe we should make them fear a little bit. You, you know, want to make them fear? They're going to miss us. You know, <laughs> I like, I like making people fear and let's, I, I um, all you got to do is say like kind of indefinite sentences. Like, well, you know, we're not really sure how things are going to play out. Mm, um, yeah, you yeah. know, nothing's you know n- nothing written in stone yet. So we're not, we're not really totally taking. Sure. Any, how about we're not really taking any feedback on that right now? <laughs> we're not taking any feedback. Yet. We're taking it, you know, sort of one day at a time, and we'll just kind of see where mm. things go. If just, that's if that's how we finish the finale of Supernatural, left off with that. See you later, everybody. Be a little uh, disquieted. <laughs> Um, do you want to do a podcast about Supernatural since we've been talking about Let's doing do podcasts? Okay. Let's do it. recording goblin the recording goblin got here before chris did this week so i can say anything that i want to (laughs) did you guys know that chris has big feet (laughs) i'm the recording goblin i can just say anything i want to because chris isn't here to tell me to stop he's no longer censoring me chris has the is is kind of like a like a like a like a christian he's always censoring the things that i want to say because i'm the recording goblin Boobs. <laughs> I'm the recording goblin. <laughs>